Hello there, ghosts and ghoulies. I'm here to talk to you about one of our lovely sponsors on the Four-Eyed Radio Network, Revenge Lover. Stand out from the crowd. For samples and inquiries, please visit revengelover.com. Mention you heard it on the 4i Radio Network to receive 10% off your order. <laughs> now enjoy the rest of the program. <laughs> Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I am Steve-O. And I'm Patrick Wilson. Oh. <sighs> what? You missed an opportunity right there, Patrick. Did I? Yeah. What? I expect you to be Michael Myers. Oh, well, Michael Myers doesn't talk, so I it would n- just be... Yeah, I know. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> but as you can tell, it is another episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Uh, this episode is Halloween 2018. I know what you're thinking. How did you guys see it before, everybody? Because we're awesome. That's why. No, because we won a contest thanks to the Geeks Who Eat, Sarah and Matthew Stubbs. Uh, go ahead and follow them on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, all that good stuff. And that's how you can learn about the, uh, you know, uh, shit. All of our stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think when Matthew was over... That's, there we go. I'm trying to remember the last time I did anything. I think it was... I had to fix a bunch of stuff because Matthew was running the board, but then since we had Eric on Skype, I know oh, people yeah. are like, oh, we don't want to hear about this. Well, guess what? You're going to hear about it. Yeah, so I have to adjust a few things because Eric would be like, I can't hear anything. Even though it was really funny on our end, everything sounded great uh, before he switched over to his like recording everything. So a lot of people said, well, one person said they enjoyed uh, Socially Awkward. Uh, this week, so we'll see what happens. I'm not sure how much of a... I mean, I'm hoping the recording came out good. I haven't listened to it, because uh, I already lived through it, so... <laughs> but anyways, to listen to us, you go to 4iradio.com, Facebook, Twitter, Spreaker, iTunes, Stitcher, Zoom, Marketplace, Blackberry Podcast, Blueberry Podcast, Mirror Guide, Double Twist, YouTube, Swell Radio, Player FM, Google Podcast App, Google Play Music, Spotify, and Podchaser. And also, don't forget to check out Amazon.com, but you go to the 4iradio.com, click on that Amazon banner, and shop like you normally do. We'll get a little taste if you do, or... Uh, of course, I want to give a shout-out to um, uh, a worker. Oh, and I left the money on my desk. It's probably gone now. Oh, well. Um, they gave me $0.10. Cents, so Oh, that was nice of them. We're not going to ever go online and actually donate money to the coffee thing. But I appreciate any money we got, but I'm pretty sure I just forgot about that, and it's probably gone because uh, people like to steal shit. Um, man, I'm realizing there's a lot of errors on the links and everything like that. But anyways, we are back. Of course, if you're looking to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, you can go to at BHorrorCast. Also, if you want to follow us on Facebook, go to Facebook.com backslash NotAnotherBHorrorCast. Or if you want to send us emails on anything, I'm not even going to go over the details because guess what? I haven't seen any email. So you can just go to NotAnotherBHorrorCast at gmail.com. Um, of course, we did watch the new Halloween movie. Yes, uh, we will talk about that at the end of the show. Of course, we'll give everybody spoilers. Um, before we, you know, dive into that, because most likely this is released on Thursday. So if you plan on seeing it, great. If you don't plan on seeing it, then 
Uh, oh no! And fuck, did I forget to do some stuff? Yeah. So, uh, without further ado, I got to take care of some things, and you can uh, take over the show, Patrick. So, Patrick, how has your week's been? Uh, my week was pretty good. I'm trying to remember what I did. I'm pretty sure most of all I did this week was just kind of hang out on the couch and play games on the iPad, and you know, just generally be a lazy little layabout. Um, I did get to go to dinner on, or go over to my parents' house for dinner on Saturday, so that was pretty nice. Um, hung out with the family for a bit. Um, I am excited because I'm actually going out of town next week, Mm. so uh, we most likely will not be dropping a podcast next week unless we end up recording the show early. Well, we might do that. Um, We'll see what happens. If not, I mean, I might just do a podcast. No one will listen to it, but (laughs) I might just do one. Well, I might listen to it just to listen to a podcast that doesn't have my voice on it. Um, But yeah, other than that, I don't think I had much else going on, but I will say I'm going to go to Universal Studios, and um, I actually will be going to the Universal Studios Horror Night, so whenever I come back, I can always share details with you guys and let you know like how it was and all that kind of good stuff. Yeah, definitely take as many pictures as possible, so we can yes. go ahead and uh, post those on the Facebook page. Okay, sorry, I was just trying to find... No worries. That's why I was trying to kind of riff and keep things going on my end while you take care of your stuff. So um, no rush with that. But um, other than that, I think that was pretty much it. Um, I feel like I always feel like I'm missing something whenever I do the recap of my week. And it's because I have a terrible memory. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really suck at this. <laughs> um, no argument here. I know. Uh, well, which, uh, yeah, we're not going to go into that. <laughs> God damn it. Um, yeah, I swear I'm missing out. On- oh, we started watching uh, the show Haunting of Hill House um, on Netflix, and that's actually been really interesting so far. I think we're at, we just finished episode eight, and hopefully we can watch the next two episodes pretty soon. So maybe we can do an episode on that. Um, oh yeah, definitely. Would, we'll be talking about talking about uh, haunting of Hill House. Haunting of Hill House. Um, but I definitely enjoyed it. Um, also, I definitely appreciate you guys letting us know which movies to watch. But you're definitely going to have to message it to me or email it to us because there's been so many movies that people have told us to watch that we haven't had a chance to, and then it slips our minds, and then we forget. So I know that one of the ones that's on the roster right now that we still need to watch is The Strangers. Yes. Um, And then I know Bones told us a movie to watch, and I cannot remember the name of it for the life of me. Oh. So, But we'll figure it out. I'm sure she'll tell me again whenever she listens to this. So, but yeah, other than that, I am running out of things to talk about. So, um, do you have everything pretty much set over there? No? Okay. You better get your shit together. Um, well, I don't have my shit together, but I guess I can try to gather it up. Okay, anyway, so I'm back. Okay. Um, so anyway, so how was your week? Good. That's it? Yeah. Well, I mean, oh, I was just, uh, hunting of Hill House, um, seeing... Halloween, which was actually a really fun experience and a really cool 
uh, it was really cool to get to see it early because normally it's just like one day early. I'm like, ooh. But this time it was like three day, two or three days early. So I don't know why that made me so happy, but it really did. <laughs> Which is silly. But we also got, like, these really cool, like, little mini posters of the Halloween. Yeah. Um, we'll be hopefully putting those up somewhere or whatnot. I still have a bunch of fucking shit I still need to do. Um, anyways, yeah. So that was it. Um, I don't know where we're at, so. Oh, I was just about to ask you how your week was. Terrible. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. All my weeks are terrible. Didn't you know that? Um, trying to think. Um... Lots of Assassin's Creed. Yeah, but that's not really much of anything. Um, actually, that was really that was the only uh, uh, coincidence thing was the fact that I was playing the Assassin's Creed Origins, which takes place in Egypt, and then um, watched uh, the Mummy last week. Oh, that's right. And yeah. then there was right after that there was the episode of Futurama where they land on the um, the Egyptian the planet. Egyptian planet with <laughs> Bender as a pharaoh and all that kind of stuff. So it was it's really pharaohy this week, I guess. But um, other than that, yeah. So we did see the movie. Um, not really much of anything really happens. Um, just a lot of bullshit. Um, we do have a little bit of news and some eerie news of the week. Um, Grabbed a bunch of that kind of stuff. And then, of course, uh, towards the end of the episode, we'll talk about the Halloween movie. There will be spoilers. So uh, stay tuned for that. Um, We won't give too much away. um, But if you go ahead and want to go see this movie, I highly recommend it. But like we said, we'll do a review. We'll talk about other people's reviews and uh, go from there. So without further ado, I think we got we got one thing of eerie news of the week. Um, so let's see how this actually goes, because I don't think I actually read the story. It is time for eerie news of the week. Yeah, I had to quickly grab show notes because, you know, that's what I have to do. Um, so yeah, um, posted all this stuff to the, um, Facebook page, Facebook page as usual and stuff like that. So this is actually weird, um, due to the fact that I don't care about this thing ad. Okay. Um, anyway, so this is interesting. So this actually reminds me of a while back, mm-hmm. um, uh, Japan, I believe did this. Oh, um, if I'm not mistaken, they made a black burger. Uh, yes, I think, I think you're correct. And I think it was Burger King that had Yeah, Burger the... King did the black burger and apparently all it did was destroy your insides. Not like destroyed you, destroyed you, but you would poop just black, kinda like basically. kind of like ran out of you, yeah. No, I don't oh, know if it like, ran out oh, of you. Okay. You'd literally just poop black. Of course, also Burger King for the, the uh, Halloween as well as doing a scary cherry slushy for Halloween with uh, a mouth that turn a month to, that turns your mouth black. So... Um, this was actually interesting. So the reason why I caught my idea, so it says Burger King unleashes the Nightmare King burger for Halloween, which they claim actually causes nightmares. Huh. Makes me want to actually try this out and figure it out. But of course you can get the, uh, as Halloween is going through the years, putting on the, their scary berry cherry frozen Fanta drink, a pitch black beverage that turns your tongue black this Halloween season. But ne- that's not all. Uh, they just unleashed a sequel to the recent Happy Hollow or the Halloween Whopper for a few years back, the Nightmare King, uh, unveiled in the New York Daily News today. The Nightmare King has a green bun and a burger, and Burger King claims that uh, has been uh, scientifically proven to cause nightmares. 
No, seriously, we're not kidding. According to previous studies, 4% of the population experience nightmares in any given night. Dr. Joseph Gabriel Mendia, uh, a somnologist. Somnologist. I've never even heard of that. Slip disorder special. Oh, okay. Oh, well, you know what? I, I want to give them props out. Thank you for actually having a an actual title because I feel bad for them because every time you watch like any movie and it was like a sleep doctor, they'll just be like... They just call him a sleep doctor. Yeah, they just call him like a, a sleep you know, technician or some bullshit or whatnot. So yeah. awesome. Uh, the study led doctors said in a statement after eating the nightmare King, a data obtained from the study indicated that increase of nightmares increased by 3.5 times. Allegedly by offering a combination of protein cheese are to blame. I feel like it's probably kind of like that thing about if you eat like pizza late at night and then go to bed, you have weird dreams. Like I think it's more, I would think that it would be kind of related to that. So basically what you're saying, which I totally agree with you, um, basically what you're saying um, is what you need to do is actually two, uh, uh, you got to do two studies. You have to do one where it's at a normal time. Like basically, um, I'm not sure. Actually, you might have to do three like um, Well, I mean, you could do, yeah, you could probably do like three or four different groups. Well, I was going to say three, but go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, that was all I had to offer. I'll shut oh, up. That's weird. It only begins October 22nd. And hmm. so I only selected uh, Burger Kings, I'm guessing. No, I was going to say you're going to need to do three because obviously no one's going to have a burger for breakfast because, well, you can if you want to, but then you're going to throw off all the studies. But, I mean, granted, most people will probably either have Burger King for lunch or for dinner. So I'm assuming at a normal time eating the burger, whether it's lunch or dinner, so you'd have to do two groups of those two. And then you would have to do one late at night you know, like, you know, a midnight oh, yeah. craving or whatnot to get the actual studies. Because technically, if someone eats it for dinner and then doesn't have anything else and then goes to bed with enough hours and they still cause his nightmares, then plausible. I'm cr- pretty sure the, the I'm just throwing in the third group, the lunch group, just as a weird, you know, experimental one yeah. just to see if anything happens. Because never know, I'm curious if someone has it at lunch and then maybe takes a power nap if they would have a nightmare. So maybe. like you said, I would say like most likely the study, if there's giving the burgers to people late at night... And that's like with any kind of food, though. If you eat really late at night, you're going to have bizarre fucking dreams. Not necessarily nightmares, but bizarre fucking dreams. Um, So it's an interesting study. I actually might want to have to put this to the test with a couple of people. Oh, heck yeah. So um, we'll figure that out. um, Which is weird because it's like being on the the keto diet. It's like I kind of want to just break it just Just for that. that, Just for that and just get the burger (laughs) or whatnot. So, But yeah, that was only the eerie news of the week, which I was actually kind of surprised. And I'm f- really surprised that they didn't use this. So I actually tagged the story in mm-hmm. our notes saying Burger King's new burger made of nightmares. Like, no one used that? Yeah, that's a good I was point. very, very kind of sad with wordsmiths these days, of people who write, you know, for a living. Well, I, yeah. Pull me in with a cool title. It's always some bullshit title with stuff now. It's always all like, guess what so-and-so did? And then you it's click on like it and it has tacky, nothing. It's always like a tacky, like cheesy line. And it just sounds like a terrible pickup line every time. And you're like, well, the story sounds interesting, but I'm not drawn in by the, the co- like, I'm drawn in by the content, not necessarily the title of the, the article. Mm. And it's just, yeah, people just don't try anymore. It's always just like stupid puns. But yeah, it's it's just weird with uh, everyone does that. Well, it's always clickbait. That's what it is. That's yeah. why. But this was actually like this was to me like an interesting story. Like it literally wasn't. It really wasn't clickbait as much as when I saw it. I was like, oh okay, let me click on it to see what it was. And then they actually had you know 
actual scientists in in the article and doctors and stuff and people who actually said hey but yeah. again i don't know the full the full range of the study because again the article was very short very brief i'm pretty sure somebody will research it more and give me like an actual like in-depth thing but hopefully at least yeah i'm um, so tired of like the things where it's like oh burger king burger is frighteningly delicious i'm like really come on like a 10-year-old could have come up with it. Well, not necessarily that, but it's but I mean it's just like um I just said Burger King's new burger ma- made of nightmares. Like that yeah. to me seemed like a really cool tagline. But anyways, yeah. uh what do I Sorry. know? I'm not a writer or anybody who gets paid for doing shit. <laughs> uh, actually, that's what I need to talk about. So, I'm not too concerned about it cuz nobody uh who works for this radio station will ever listen to this podcast or whatnot. So, there's always was it power Power 98.3. Power 98.3. So they have been at these movie screenings with the Geek Suite and everything like that. And I'm going to be honest with you. I don't listen to them. They always talk about like so-and-so in the morning. I have no idea who this person is. Um, he comes down every time. I've seen him at like three movies now. And I'm like, you're not entertaining. You're not funny. And you guys get paid to do this bullshit, which I think is bullshit, obviously. And then there was this woman in line with us, and she was just annoying, not funny, making stupid jokes. And then I find out she does the afternoon show. (laughs) And I'm like, what the fuck are the... How are... Yeah, granted, I'm pretty sure these people went to school and got a degree and did all this bullshit, but I would have not never given any of these people a show. Well, that's the other thing. It's like a lot of these people didn't even go to school. It's just like it's more of like who you know in the business. And a lot of people just get jobs based on who they know, not because of any actual experience. So, (laughs) Well, then I picked the wrong fucking friends. Yes. Because I can't get into anything. But no, I was just I was that's probably (coughs) the most annoying I had at this movie. As you just said in the beginning with the DJs and stuff. Like, I don't care when they have the DJs and they're playing music and they gives you something because obviously there's no previews playing with these free screenings and stuff like that. But God damn it. Yeah, it's Some like of the these music, radio people. Ugh. The music is fine. It's just whenever they start talking and they're like, oh, yeah, you should totally check us out and blah, blah, blah. And we have the best show on this station. It's like, <coughs> yeah, but you're still not number one. Yeah, you're not number one. I'm sorry. I'm going to give a shout out to somebody who's a little bit like I actually appreciate because I find their show very amusing and very well done. Uh, Holmberg's Morning Sickness is hilarious. Yes, and they always come up with new material every single day, and it's almost always funny. And like, even like, if it's I, a miss, I like, could literally give everybody what the typical radio show is right now. Here we go. Let's break it down. Boom. All right, and we're back, and we got some news. We got some news on that Justin Bieber. Apparently, he was going to be leaving uh, the United States and going back to Canada, but in fact, no, he is renting a house now in California. With his new wife, and uh, we, 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 we can't seem to be uh, uh, rid of this uh, person. Okay, anyways, uh, we're, we're going to be giving away Justin Bieber tickets. Uh, yeah, I work <laughs> for the radio station, so I have to give them away. So uh, when you hear the beeb, uh, ring us up, and if you're the 10th caller, you can win VIP passes to crap. All right, coming up at the 9,000 hour. Okay, that's all they fucking do. Guess what? Pretty I, much. I, I, someone probably is going to hear that and offer me a fucking radio job because they'll be like, oh, if you can do that the entire time <laughs> and not be anything else, that would be fantastic. So, um, yeah, that's that was literally like I think the only thing that irked me pretty much. I just I don't know. I just feel like you could do the job 10 times. No, better. I don't. That's the thing. I don't want to do a radio job. 
No, I'm not saying you want to. I'm just saying you could. I could. I don't want to do a radio job, though, just because of all the sensors and all that kind of bullshit. And actually, that's why I thought Internet radio was such a great move and the satellite radio and stuff like that, because you can do whatever you want. And, uh, you know, people want to listen to your show. Yeah, granted, they have to pay for it. I mean, granted, we were able to do pretty much the poor man's version of satellite radio with podcasting so everyone can you know just listen to it for free but all right i think that's i sh- probably shouldn't this is a rant i probably should say for <laughs> life is shit but uh i think it works out because we didn't really have that much uh news and everything like that but anyways we're gonna get into some uh horror news if i can find the soundboard it's time for horror news All right, so a couple of little stories, nothing too major, nothing too crazy, but this is actually um, interesting. So uh, they live. Um, it looks like John Carpenter has thrown up another ad for something I don't want to watch yet. Okay, it's going to be on Netflix. Great, I'll check it out then. Get off my fucking thing. Uh, <laughs> it looks like um, they live. Uh, John Carpenter's film uh, gets a decades late, later sequel as a follow-up to Big Trouble in Little China, uh, Starman and the Prince of Darkness have been discussed in recent months as well. So, um, yeah, so I, I think it's I think it's actually kind of... Uh, this actually, I think, kind of fits in with exactly the movie we saw this week um, with Halloween, because, of course, if you've seen the trailers, Halloween is 40 years later. Um, so something like this to take place later... And still keep that consistency, like um, like we said, we're going to talk about Halloween, but it, it, there is a way to do these long ass, you know, long, long. I'm trying to think, long time periods between sequels, because um, some people can make it work, other people can't make it work, and that's why those movies fail. And they're like, why the fuck did they try to um, put this back in with? You know, they, they why don't you just reboot it at this point? You know, yeah. kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so I thought that was kind of interesting. Also, cool news. Um, speaking of which, you should know about this, uh, Patrick uh, Wilson. Oh yeah, totally um, knew about this. And uh, Verna uh, from how do you pronounce her last name? Farm Vera Farmiga Farmiga Farmiga. Anyways, we'll but, Farmiga. but it looks like they're going to be uh, supporting players as the Warrens in Annabelle Three. And also, we just realized what was announced was another Conjuring Three. Oh, they're doing a third Conjuring? Yeah, they're doing a third Conjuring. Well, okay, so my theory behind everything was they were going to probably see how well The Nun did. Ah. And The Nun, yes, it made its money, but I don't think it was well-received as the rest of their film so far. It might be the either the weakest or the second weakest, because I'm not sure how Annabelle did the first one. Um, so you have all that stuff. Uh, so when that was finally released and everybody, you know, got the reception it got, like we did our review on it. Like I, I enjoyed it for what it was, but you're also kind of, I was a little like, I guess, I guess this was the first movie that I was a little just disappointed because you, I felt like the nun was a lot more menacing and evil in Conjuring 2 than it was in its own feature film, which you think is kind of, wouldn't you want to have up the ante uh, on on that one? Yeah. So, Well, I will say I honestly believe that the reason why it lost a little bit of its, uh, a little bit of its, its, I don't know what the word is that I'm trying to look for, but basically the reason why The Nun was less scary than he actually was in The Conjuring movie is I think it was because of James Wan. Because James Wan, I think he was just producing 
Yeah, he just produced on this one. So, yeah, I think that that was why it lost, because he was no longer directing, and whenever he's directing, he does an incredible job. But if he's only producing, then I feel like it probably kind of takes away from the movie a little bit. But uh, it's a car outside. I was like, yeah, that tripped me out for a second, too. Um, yeah, so I think what happens is they're kind of doing a little bit of a backpedaling. So they're like, oh, let's give everybody what they want. Uh, so we're going to give them another Conjuring movie. We go Annabelle uh, Creations did very well. Uh, so let's do an Annabelle 3, but let's tie in Warrens to it as well. Because we noticed this seems to get the most kind of boost on stuff like that. Because I know in the third one, Annabelle is supposed to be haunting their daughter, so yes. that makes sense why they're going to be supporting characters. But now I'm very curious if Conjuring 3 is going to be the start of uh, Annabelle 3 or is it going to take after, you know, it's going to yeah. be one of the things. So that's uh, the thing. But I, I expected, uh, you know, I, I remember the Conjuring 3 was announced. I was like, OK, yeah, they're going to come back. But then when they said it looks like they're going to be on board with this one, it's probably like, OK, that's a it's a kind of a it's an interesting move because it's either the movie. They feel like the movie's weak. Or the movie is very strong and you're going to need at least three, you know, big people to kind of carry it along as well. You know, kind of aspect where it's all like, you know, I mean, like you couldn't do like you couldn't really do Justice League movie. I'll use that. No, you know what? Let me actually use the Avengers. You can't you couldn't really do an Avengers movie if uh, if Iron Man was the only one that hit on all cylinders with everybody. Because when Iron Man came out, that was like the start. Then Thor hit the ground running. Everybody yeah, actually, no, a lot of people enjoy the first Thor. It's the second one that a lot of people don't like. Then even Captain America, and a lot was writing on Captain America because it was like, wait a minute, he's already played a superhero, Chris Evans. So you had your mindset of how he played that character, yeah. and you're like, if he can't hit this character, Marvel would have had to done a little backpedaling and then made the Avengers, like, found, like, a, a, a comic where they're like, oh, the Avengers, yes, Iron Man was the leader for a short period of time. We'll just extend the time and make him the head of the Avengers because everyone's all like, everyone already likes Robert Downey Jr., yeah. Everybody, you know, likes the Iron Man movie and stuff like that. So, like, we already have we struck gold with that. So, if if Captain America doesn't do that well, we won't really push him into the shine light. But of course, Chris Evans did a phenomenal job in that movie, and it was able to piece back. So they didn't have to do some backpedaling. So that's what I think what happened with the the Nun is it it did well, it did fine. But I know a lot of people like us and people are into that Conjuring series now. Everyone kind of they were like, no, when the Nun was on screen, it was great, it was fun. But it was just weird because, like, the, I think I felt like the eeriness. You know, when like the, he's not even on screen in The Conjuring Two, like it's just he, he was even either the old man or just like the shadows of stuff and things like that. Just the, just how everybody reacted to, because it was like it, they knew it was evil, but it was beyond that evil. It was like the biggest evil they've ever felt in their entire life. Like that's how menacing it was. And I and felt you like you could feel that. Could like feel it was that. like a palpable feeling in the theater, in in the air, and stuff like that. But when I when you watch the nun, like when even they're walking through the halls and you're trying to eat that, it, it's like that gothic arch architecture, like all that cool like stuff. It didn't have that ambiance. You know what I just realized? What it was? Mm. It was like in the movie or in the, the the second Conjuring movie. It was all about like. Like you said before, it was like the shadows and like how they kind of like they it was the nun in itself, like the presentation of the nun was scary and it was evil and it was frightening. So then whenever you actually did see the nun on the ca on camera, like yeah. on screen, then you had this you already had this feeling built up in your head of, OK, this thing is fucking evil and it doesn't need me to fear it because you just do. Yeah. And it's like in the movie, the nun it was like 
it, he was trying too hard. Yeah, it felt it felt like he was on a first date. Yes, <laughs> like he, he was on his like scary the, first date. Yeah, because then you realize when he's in the Conjuring two, he's he's been around for a while. He kind of knows his shit. He has stuff locked down. But yeah, he was literally on his first date. I think in that first movie, he's very nervous and know what he wanted to do. Um, was fumbling a lot. Uh, but uh, but uh, speaking of ghosts and stuff like that, so yes, the haunting of Hill House. Um, I'm going to do some more research after we finish the uh, season. We have two more episodes to go, which we're probably going to finish tonight because I really want to get back to it. Yes. Um, but I am going to do some research on it because I, I, we will probably have an in-depth talk about uh, Haunting of Hill House. And actually, I should see if Matthew and his lovely wife would like to come on um, because they, they finished yeah. it. So I would like to get her opinion considering how she actually isn't a huge uh, fan of like the horror shit and stuff like that. So I'd like to get that kind of aspect too, but I am very curious about this. It seems, it, I know it said it's based off of, it, I, I believe it's based off of the, the, I believe it's a short story and then they've been two, I believe I could be wrong, but I remember two film adaptations, the original one uh, with Vincent Price. And then they also have the next one that Liam Neeson was in and Owen Wilson. That was a trip. Wow. My head got bit off by a lion head. Wasn't it? Um, uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Yeah, yeah, Catherine Zeta Jones is in it as well. So, uh, but and I'm trying to remember the other woman. Uh, there's another woman. Yeah, there's oh, yeah, there's four right. of them in the house. But what I liked about it is like I had my mindset around that, thinking, oh, haunting of Hill House. Oh, it's going to be that study group of, you know, the professor coming in, blah blah blah, all this kind of stuff, and then the wife shows up, you know, all that, all that weirdness. But then yeah. it was literally the, a family that moved in, and I'm like. Oh, okay. So it does have some cool aspects to it. Like I said, we'll we'll talk about it in depth and stuff. But I did want to say, so if you have been watching it or you want to start watching it, we did post this on the Facebook page. Apparently, there's a bunch of Easter eggs, or what I should say is, actually, it should be called Easter. It should be called um, it should be called Reese's Oreos. <laughs> no, not Reese's Oreos. Reese's pumpkins. Reese's pumpkins. Because everyone says those are the greatest ones throughout Halloween because you get more peanut butter. Oh, in the I believe in the pumpkin one, but of course it's uh, I wasn't going to say Easter pumpkins um, because it's Halloween and everything. That's I'm going with Reese's pumpkins or pumpkin Reese's or whatever it is. But those all over the place for different ghosts throughout the thing instead of saying Easter eggs. Basically, I was there we trying go. to come up with something. But yeah, so there's a guide that will tell you where. Apparently, there's supposed to be. Uh, yeah, they show you. Yeah, like I guess in episode one, there's four ghosts. Episode two, there's two ghosts. So. All that kind of stuff. So it's very, very interesting. Um, sorry, I'm getting confused. I'm confusing myself, I think, because I typed in House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, that's a completely different movie. Oh, because that one, yeah, because it's like House on Haunted Hill has Vincent Price and all that kind of stuff. So what's the name of the newer one? Is it just... It should be called uh, a, a Haunting. Oh, that's right. There, I believe the original film was Haunting of Hill House. The oh yeah, the original was um yeah, you're right, the haunting. There we go. So yeah, originally it was um the house on Haunted Hill was the nineteen fifty nine version. Yes. And then the nineteen ninety nine version is just the ha a haunting, you're correct. Mm -hmm. And uh the girls were uh Catherine Zeta Jones and Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor, that's it. She, I feel bad for this actress because <laughs> she has not really a record. She has a memorable face, but she's not memorable. <laughs> um, and then I think the third, which is girl... interesting, because I'm wondering if she was in one of the Conjuring movies. 
Um, I can find out since my internet seems to be. So I remember out she popped up in one of the. Yes, you are correct. She was the mom in the first Conjuring movie. She's the one who gets possessed by Bathsheba. Good on you. God damn, I'm good. There anyway. you are. All right, so pop quiz. When uh, did the Conjuring come out? What the first? We've had this discussion. The first one. I, no, I don't no. know because I've never. I didn't see any of them in theater. <laughs> come on, just take a guess. Uh, Conjuring. <clears throat> Uh, oh, she was in the 2000 ver- 2017 version of Leatherface as well. Uh, trying to think. <sighs> Let's see. I'm trying to remember because did Annabelle come out first or was it The Conjuring? I Conjuring was, the, was first. first. Okay, so Conjuring was probably 2000. I want to say the 13th. Actually, it might have been the 15th. I don't know. What do you say? No, I'm, I don't know. Pick a number. It's, uh, 15. Actually, you were right. It was 13. Oh. So you had the right number in there. But again, good for you for being able to pick a number pretty much out of thin air and get close. So um, anyways, all right. We can go back to the <laughs> But yeah, so definitely, definitely check that shit out because um, we're going to do an episode on it. And it is... I've been loving it. I've been I've been really digging it. This is something that I was um, I knew I was going to like it, but I didn't realize I was going to love it. Like it's <laughs> one of those. It's might be one of my favorite new Netflix shows that have dropped. And that was like when Stranger Things hit. I was like, oh my god. And actually, I'm I'm going to say this. I have no problem with this. If they're going to go, since I think Stranger Things Season 3 isn't coming out until next year, so if it comes out again in October or whatnot for the Halloween thing, if it's going to be alternate years, I'm okay with that because if it, if, it, if it takes them a year to write another 10 episodes, well, we've only seen eight, but so far eight episodes, like, you know, that were every single one to me was like a knock out of the park. Yeah. Like, it was fucking, it's been fucking great. But, um... So this is interesting. So the Simpsons, yeah. I, I brought, I actually, this worked out because I saw it and I was actually wearing my Simpsons Treehouse of Horror shirt <laughs> that is really baggy on me, um, losing a lot of weight. I was all like, I put it on and go, like, I don't remember it being this loose. This was one of these shirts that I thought I put on and was like, oh, it looks like I have, it's fat, but it's, it, it might look like muscle with a really tight shirt in the right areas. <laughs> but next year's Treehouse of Horror is going to be The Simpsons' 666th episode. That is so cool. And I think that is awesome. So I'm always a fan of the Treehouse uh, of Horror and stuff like that. So uh, let's see. Next year's Treehouse of Horror, uh, oh, 30, um, will uh, consider to be Simpsons' episode 666, Gene Revealed Before Joking, as we planned it in 1989. Oh, my God. So, I just noticed this. Uh, Airing Sunday uh, for this year's Halloween installment, Treehouse of Horror 29, will wink at Jurassic Park, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, and the Three Faces of Eve. And in the opening of the episode, Cthulhu, the ancient creature of the sea, gets into an eating contest with Homer. Oh, nice. I can't wait. Sorry. I saw it and got super excited, obviously, because I'm ridiculous. So, um, yeah, I, I... we can go back to the normal, your normally scheduled programming, I guess. <laughs> no, you're good. But uh, but uh, speaking of things that won't die. Perfect. Because a lot of people I know are probably like, 
The Simpsons needs to end. And I'm just like, no, I'll put, no, I didn't say that. Look, the Simpsons are, is going to have to come to a close. I get that. And I understand that. And I can accept that. But I think I appreciate the Simpsons again, because I, I know it did get stale. There's these, there's, these seasons that I quote all the time and stuff like that. But I will say this getting centered now and watching the Simpsons. It's amazing. I need to go back and find old episodes of the Simpsons. Cause I'm going to probably find some shit. That's like, what the fuck? But this is going to be our talk about Halloween. 2018 comes out this Friday. Um, so if you don't want to know anything about it, if uh, we're, we're giving you the spoilers, we're dropping the, 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 the tag, we're doing all that stuff. So you don't have to worry about it. If you've already seen it and now you're listening to it, congratulations. Hopefully you enjoy our review of it and whatnot. And if you um, have no desire to see it and you just want to don't care and stuff like that, uh, like I said, there's going to be spoilers, but we're probably not going to spoil everything. So without further ado, it is time for our Midnight Movie Reviews. I bid you welcome. I am Dracula. Listen to them. Children of the night. What music they So if you're still listening at this point and you didn't like our warnings and spoilers and all that stuff, then guess what? It's on you. And everybody dies. But yes, anyways, Halloween. Uh, the 2018 one, it was uh, Blumhouse was involved with this one. You can clearly see that. Uh, <laughs> Universal uh, distributed, which I was like, holy crap and whatnot. Um, oh, my God. So everyone comes back pretty much that didn't die. Uh, the movie takes place 40 years from the first one. Uh, there are, I'll put it this way. To me, now, I, I like Halloween. It's a, they're fun franchises of that. I wouldn't say, like, I'm a diehard fan. Now, I know Matthew's brother is a diehard fan. Um, I, need a, I want to talk to him yeah. uh, when uh, he finally gets to see it. Um, I actually I might have him on Socially Awkward at one point and be like, hey, dude, check this shit out. Let's talk and everything that. But, okay, so this to me, it seemed like a love letter to fans of the Halloween franchise. This is basically going, yes, we've had some great movies. We've had some terrible movies. We try to reboot it at one point. A lot of people either like that movie or they hated that movie, uh, depending on, like, the, the thing and stuff of like that. So they're like, look, we're, we're bringing people back. We're bringing people who read the script. They're on board with it. We're going to do this. And I... Honestly, they fucking nailed this movie. They like, really did. I'm honestly telling people, I'm like, people are like, well, I'm not fans of horror. I'm like, don't even watch it for the horror aspect. I was like, 
to me it was filmed beautifully uh the soundtrack was just on like the on point like everything was hitting on all fucking cylinders in this movie which was amazing and even at parts where you thought it was kind of a lull where they're like doing that build up and the tension stuff they again i'm i'm thinking it's blumhouse blumhouse has this thing where they know how to pace timing suspense and all this stuff and they don't they have these beats and it's funny because every beat fucking changes in every movie because things you think they're going to do they build it up that they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And then they tweak it just a little bit to so, change everything. To and where you're it's like, not disappointing that they did that. It's exciting because they did something that took it in a different direction. You I, didn't expect and it worked. Exactly. So um, basically a little bit about this movie. So we find out that um, Jamie Lee Curtis's character. Um, <clears throat> fuck, I'm trying to remember her actual name. I know Lori. Sh- Lori, Lori Strode. Sh- Strode. I, I was like Strode. I knew that. So Lori is back. She's a grandmother. Um, she has her daughter, which I thought was great because I remember that she had a daughter. And then they said her Lori died because she didn't want to do any more of the movies at a certain point. And then they killed off the daughter at one point and like kind of eradicated all this stuff from the thing. You know, all these yeah, weird tropes just, yeah. and things trying to get people back in on, on the franchise and stuff like that. So they kept that. She has a daughter. So it's like, okay, so there's a string of daughters now. So you're like, oh, shit. And then you find out, oh, Michael's been locked up for, you know, 40 years. And then how everything kind of starts to turn where it's like these journalists show up. They're like, we want to talk to him. We want to, you know, we're doing this podcasting. And I thought that was cool. So not that it was a podcast, but the fact that how they brought everything up to modern time. Yeah. And they used a perfect example because I've listened to most of these kind of podcasts, investigation podcasts, and, stuff like that, and it's like, oh, yeah, why wouldn't somebody try to get an interview with Michael Myers and be like, what happened all those years? Like, like to me, I was like, like, it's a it's kind of it's kind of a it's kind of a simple idea mm-hmm. that you don't think about. But then you're like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah, why not? Because we we had so many people who've looked into case. Fuck, we have like making a murderer, like all this shit now that people are trying to do to figure out, you know, like, why did this person go down this path? So to me, it was just like, okay, so right then and there, I'm like, I'm in. And it's interesting because it's like some, a lot of the people who died, I did not think were going to die. Yeah. Like, like, let's put it this way. So in the original uh, Halloween, which they refer to in this one, uh, Mike Myers killed five people that night. Uh, yeah, he, 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 he notched his belt a lot, uh, 40 years later, I'll tell you that much. Uh, um, I think I counted 15 deaths in so the movie. 15 so, and deaths a, in the movie. Either 12 or 13 were his. So oh, one is questionable. Yeah, so there's all these interesting kind of like aspects to it. So, of course, these guys go to interview him, and then it's all like, this is his last day, because... He's basically in an asylum, I believe, and then basically it's going to take him to an actual maximum security prison where he's basically just going to sit in a dark room for the rest of his life, and yeah. no one's going to have any contact with him. Like no It's one like can, a maximum security prison, basically. You know, kind of thing. So a lot of people were trying to tell Lori, uh, you know, you should go get everything out now and now. And basically just move on. And move like, on. It's the, it's the thing that I find interesting about that. Like, they, again, like addressing like mental health issues and addressing like grief and suicide and all these kind of like basically taboo topics previously have been addressed very, very well. in like a lot of like recent pop culture, like this was another thing where it's like, it's addressing psychological issues and it's addressing, um, grief in a way that it's like, okay, 
you move at your own pace. Everyone is going to tell you that you just need to let it go and you need to move on, but you deal with it your own way. And she dealt with it in her own way. And everyone's telling her you're being paranoid. You're being nuts. You need to just let it go and move on. And she was like, well, I can't do that yet. And it just was, it was a really fascinating way to watch her. Like even like her family basically were was alienating her because they're like, well, I can't believe that you can't move on from this. Yeah. So, so it's like, you have that whole kind of drama and everything that's going on. Then of course, you know, it's Halloween night. Um, you with the previews, everyone's probably saw that. Like they get on the bus, the bus crashes. Now you brought up a point. So Mm -hmm. spoilers again, people, if you're, uh, you brought up something that I didn't think about. And then when you mentioned him, like, Oh, that's very interesting. So all of a sudden, like they've kept this man in captivity for 40 years. And then they were going to finally move him to another place that's going to keep him in captivity for the rest of his life. So now you're telling me, after 40 years of being very cautious around this man and everything that, uh, the bus suddenly just crashes out of nowhere and he's able to escape. And it didn't register to me until you mentioned, it's like, well, I, I think that because the doctor went along with him. The psychiatrist or psychologist or psychiatrist or whatever. And he basically, like, you see it in the beginning, but it's so subtle that you don't really pick up on it at first. The doctor is obsessed with Michael to the point where he's like, I want to get him to talk to me. He hasn't spoken to anyone. And so then that just becomes this guy's obsession. And then later on in the movie, there's a point where the doctor says, I've never seen him out like in the wild Yeah, and uses that wording. And so you're kind of like, okay, like that's whenever, whenever he said that, I kind of put the thought in my head of, cause like he said like, oh yeah, Michael killed the guards or killed the guard that was there. And like, he caused the bus, bus to crash and all this kind of stuff. But Later on, I realized it could have been the doctor that did it because technically Michael has been quote unquote dormant for 40 years. So why would like transporting him make a difference unless it wasn't him? And surprise, there's a part of the movie where he pulls out a pen, hits a switch and then becomes like a, a knife, razor, or, a yeah. razor or whatnot. So it's like, who knows if he did that to the bus driver, mm-hmm. crashes the bus, and then he was going to he was going to free Michael, but Michael like kind of threw him to his the side and just took off. Like he's like, no, I'm not. He's like, I don't care about you. Like yeah. so, I'm not going to even bother killing you. And then he moves on. But yeah, so it's firing. It's crazy. There's all this shit, and it was great because there was all these tropes, you know, back in the day that Halloween, uh, Halloween, the original one, played off of. And they did it, too, in new settings and, like, interesting ways of doing it. So back when this happened in 19... What was it, 1987 or 78? Uh, uh, 78. 78. 1978, when this is going on, uh, no one had cell phones. Yeah. So there's a part of the movie where it's like, well, everyone has cell phones, and then they do something, and you're like... And then once it happened, I was like, oh... She won't have a phone. No one's going to be able to get in contact with her. I'm like, okay, because it's always the same thing where it's like they'll have their phone and they'll be like, I can't get a signal. And you're like, bull fucking shit. Right. Like, like it's always one of those things like, oh, that's what everyone does. They'll have their phone on and look at it and go like, I'm not going to single si- signal, signal right man. Now. And everyone's yeah. all like, do you know what? Like now, like back in the day when like the 90s when it was cell phones made sense because guess like what early 2000s like you up until like a, yeah you didn't get a fucking signal you yeah. know kind of thing but i'm like now that works pretty good we got this we got this um i'm pretty sure if i don't have a signal somebody in the fucking group has a signal like yeah. it's not everybody's oh shit we're retarded like, we now. all have t-mobile yeah <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, Sorry. No, hopefully no one gets offended by that. Um, <laughs> but it's like, pretty sure somebody has a Verizon phone somewhere that they're like, oh, I have... Like, seriously, Verizon is ridiculously good when it comes to signal. So unless you are like... They are not a sponsor, so... No, don't. they're not, but I'm just saying out of my own observations... Um, Side note, Sprint sucks because I have them. But uh, I'm just bashing everyone apparently today. Um, and not AT&T. You want to throw them under the bus? Well, they suck too. That's why they got bought out. Um, By who? Verizon. Verizon never bought AT&T. Oh, I thought they did. No. Oh, I thought that... Well, I know that AT&T bought Singular. Yeah, AT&T bought Singular. But I thought that Verizon actually recently bought out AT&T, but I, I could be wrong. Anyways. I don't think so. Um... But yeah, that's neither here nor there. So, but yeah, that's a really good point now that you bring it up. Like, I didn't even think about the fact that, like, that was a good way to be like, okay, now we can't get in contact with her. We can't get in contact. She doesn't have her phone. Um, Yeah, so just like stuff like that. But anyway, so like the movie is like, even how it's shot, they do these shots with uh, Michael Myers that are just like, holy shit like that's really fucking cool and it's it's kind of like you witnessing everything how they also shot it too because there's like a you know there's a part where he's looking in the in the window and you see like his reflection he's looking in the window he can see this woman on the phone or everything like that, and then he immediately gets up and and again they got the original guy who played him i think the majority in the, the original movie so his movements were like just spot on of just like this weird kind of robotic kind of like they're just he's just hunting kind of thing. Yeah. But yeah, he does this thing where he looks in the in the window and then he gets up and you he leaves and he's not on a camera anymore. But the camera does not move. The camera's like in this single shot. But then you see like he walks past these windows, and then all of a sudden he comes in, and it's great because then you see like he come like the, he goes past the window. And you're like, okay, he's gonna when is he gonna when is he gonna get her when is he gonna get her? And then she walks back to the window he was just at, looking out to be like, oh, where where are the trick or treaters or whatnot? And then he comes walking in. And as she closes the window, it's like, boom, boom. And then, oh, dead. And you're, but it's like how everything is just shot. Like you're like, everything is timing. Yeah. In this movie. It's, it's fan fucking tastic. That's what I'm saying. Like cinematography alone should get nominated. Cause I thought it was beautifully done with a lot of the shots. And again, like, I think it was this, one of the scenes that was actually in the trailer, the part where it follows him, where he goes into oh. the shed, grabs the hammer. Yeah. But it's like, instead it's basically a retake on the old, like horror trope where like you're seeing it from the first person of the killer. Mm-hmm. So instead it's third person. You're following him through the house as he's tracking this woman and ends up killing her it's funny if anything if you think about it it's like we actually got to see what the doctor wanted to see we got to yes. actually got to see that's a good point mike michael myers in like his actual element yeah like you're just like oh shit and it's and i would have to say everybody who went this is like what i think is was interesting everybody in the audience it was like oh and they got fucking jokes like, yeah. good fucking jokes. Yeah. Like, there's some parts where it gets really tense, and then they'll say something, and then immediately everyone's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, this is supposed to be fun. Like, huh? Um, um, yeah, that's a really good point. Um, but they had jokes in this movie that were great. They had um, this interaction with this, uh, this the little kid, the one... Um, oh, yeah, the, the little her, kid that she's babysitting. She's babysitting. Like, they're back and forth at one point was fucking hilarious. I was like, this is... This is I'm like, this is fucking fun. Oh, and the music too, like every little thing, like they did, like the stuff where like people stood up and they plays that, mm-hmm. like 
Jane, I know it was... Uh, We're coming it, around the corner. Like, oh, fu- like every time people came around the corner, like, they did something... I can't even remember what it was, but they did something with the music, and you were just like, oh, fuck! Like, you yeah. just get, like, pissed off and, like, happy at the same time. Like, yeah, they, Yeah, so the movie, like, to me, like, I felt like this was a great, like, sequel, and it's just, like, it's a love letter. Um, And they have... Uh, oh. Oh, I was gonna say, I just wanted to bring up another thing that I just remembered. So, um... Another thing that I really enjoyed whenever you're following Michael is you can see the wheels turning in his head. Like the actor that, or the, I guess the body person, yeah, like yeah. the body of the, the guy who played the body of Michael Myers. Yeah. Like you can see like the, just the way he turns his head, the way he looks at things and you can see the wheels turning in his head and he's going, okay, how am I? Like you can see him strategizing constantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, I don't know. Of very many people or very many actors that could actually portray that without speaking like just like the physical like you have to pay so much attention to what you're doing with your body in every single movement if you do not speak and it was just so well done yeah it's it's crazy in fact if anything i think he might be the only person who survives a quiet place um Nice. Um, but yeah, so I mean, and there's Easter eggs in it. So I want to I want to throw out a few of the Easter eggs because I thought some of them were really cool. And there's a lot. And they and not only is it like cool Easter eggs, but some of them like humorous ones. Like they did some great like oh like back and forth between things. But so they have the three masks, uh, not like the exact masks, but like the variations of the three masks that were in uh, Season of the Witch. Uh, the Halloween three, the one, the black sheep, I would say, of the entire, you know, franchise. But they had like you get to see like the pumpkin and the skull and they even have the witch in the background. I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, they did like just like um, how we got his stuff back. Yeah, uh, that was kind of a cool thing. You know, um, what was the one thing he did that was really freaking cool? Um, uh, oh, they did a thing with his eye. So you get to see a little bit of like his face which is like really kind of interesting because it's like they film it in a way where like as soon as the person starts getting close to actually like see that like you're like oh we're zooming finally we're gonna see it or whatnot it like turns or it's out of out of focus like there was one where it was like you could see part of his face but it was like not in focus like it was focused on the like the the background yeah yeah so they did some cool stuff with that, but I noticed with his eye, his eye looked all fucked up, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, shit, it's from when he got the the coat hanger in the eye in the first one. <laughs> and you're like, oh, my God, and stuff. And then uh, just, like, shit like that. I think the the funniest one, I would have to say the funniest moment in the thing was uh, uh, Lori fall, goes out the window like Michael Myers yes. did. She grabs onto the thing, but then she falls down, and then she's laying there like he was. And he comes walking out, and he looks down at her, and then, like, he hears a noise from somebody else inside the house, so he turns, and then when he looks back, she's gone, like he was, and then it literally did that, and I'm like, oh, fuck it, like, it it was was so so much fun, like, the movie was, it was not only, it was fun, it had its scares, it it was, this is like, this is a great kickoff to the Halloween season, Mm -hmm. I'd say, like, you see this movie, you're like, you're pumped, you're like, all right. Like, granted, yeah, Halloween's going to be here in less than two weeks now. But um, You're it's... like, I got this. I'm going to barricade my house and know exactly what to do. This is going to be awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it was just so much fun. So what what were some of the things you liked about the movie? Um, yeah, I was thinking about it. I don't know if there's anything that I actually didn't like about the movie. Um, but I will say some of the things. Well, actually, I take that back. Um, I'll talk about it in a second. But um, 
the some of the things that I okay, so my favorite point in the movie was I'm not going to spoil what actually happened, but whenever the daughter's in the basement, that, that was, was my great. favorite moment. That was that was really good. Second favorite was of course Laurie Strode being on the ground and he looks up and she's gone. Favorite like horror moment, like tense moment, was probably whenever she's going through the house. And you see, like, you didn't even notice this. And I noticed it. And I freaked. Like, there's a point where she walks into a room full of mannequins. And you see, like, one of the mannequins has its arm pointing towards the closet. Or, like, its hand pointing towards the closet. So then she, like, goes towards the closet. She's looking around in the room. And then, like, whenever she turns back around and they show the mannequins again, the arm is down. Uh. And that, like, the second I saw that, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, it was so, so good. And again, like, in that scene in that moment you thought one thing was going to happen and it com- took a completely like, yeah, different they had, turn they had this these twists and stuff like that like they did this thing where uh he's like oh there's somebody in my closet and the girl goes okay so she opens it up and she's looking around and there's, there's nothing, nothing in there, there. and yeah. then she goes to shut it and it's like it won't shut it won't shut it won't shut so finally she opens it again but they did the again like this timing where I expected her to open the closet and then it not nothing. You don't see anything. And then he pops out like that. But instead, as soon as she opened the closet, he was right there. And then you're like, wait, what the fuck? And then it was just like, boom, his arm comes down with a knife. Like they, he was, they did not like shy away from him. Just like coming down on people and people just putting their hands up. And they're like, Oh, and then like, yeah, you like, ne- like getting like, the arm slice. Like it was yeah. interesting. You never really saw like a lot of that, like with like them getting their arm cut. But as soon as they started running, you could see like the blood running down and then you're like, Oh shit. And then like in my head, it kind of like was like, Oh, you know what? I like how they're giving it like, Oh my God. Like, like a lot of movies didn't do this back in the day where it's like, you would have the person go like, my adrenaline just kicked in. So it's like, oh shit. So they're going to, you know, take off running and stuff like that. It's usually like someone that would fall and be like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. And then they get killed and you're like, well, wouldn't your like adrenaline kick in and be, give you a little bit of a like, okay, shit. Yeah, like you fight could, or flight mode kicks in and you know, all kind of thing. So I liked how they played off of that and, uh, and whatnot, but, um, and yeah, that's a really good point. And, uh, <clears throat> I will say, I can't think of very many other movies that is like, had like, the reactions of the people in this movie were real. Like it wasn't like normally whenever you see mo- like a horror movie, people open the, the closet and scream and then like they get stabbed. Yeah. And it's like with this one, like people were flinching. They were moving their arms in the way. They were running away. They were twisting. They were moving, doing actual defensive moves yeah, because yeah. it's like this is what you would do if you saw this. And it's like, yeah, you're going to have like some of the people that kind of like freeze up and like situations like that. But it's like there's still like there's still that fight or flight mode. And once you go into it, you're going to be on the defense. And it was interesting to see like an actual defense. And it wasn't like, okay, these people are stupid because they're in a horror movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so we'll go ahead and give you guys the ratings of three of the, uh, rating people we got this week and then we'll give our rating. So what do you want to use for our five out of five this week? So I was thinking maybe pokers, pokers, so from the the house, yeah, yeah, the, the, like the the, the fireplace yeah. poker. Um, okay. Oh no, I was saying like whenever she they're like actually inside the house, like the things that got heated up next to the. Oh, uh, okay, the the cage. Um, 
I guess it's not a good one. Uh, well, let's well, that's what I'm trying to figure out what you're talking about. You're talking about like the thing that locked him in, or no, like when, I, like the thing, like because remember there was like metal pieces that were next to like whenever the gas was coming out and they yeah. got like really heat, like superheated. That's what I was talking about. Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't know they were called pokers. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll pick something else. So uh, we have, uh, uh, well, you have the normal trope of pumpkins, or there's masks. There's masks. Um, just trying to think. floodlights. Floodlights, um, teeth. Oh yeah. Um, uh, you know what? It was another thing that I pens. Yeah, I like that one. Um, sandwiches. Oh yeah, the. Uh, <laughs> oh, what was he calling him? I can't remember. Oh shit! And like shit like that. They had this stupid like cop conversation. Yeah, which I thought was amazing. And then I love how the one guy's like, "No, I'm not having that." He's like, "I put my own lunch together. I got, I got some pudding and I got this brownie." And the guy's just like, "Looks like a five year old put this together." He's like, "That's what a five year old would have for lunch every day if he could." Yeah. <laughs> um. There's also buses. Buses. Um. Or cinder blocks, like the cinder block that he was in the attached to. Oh, uh, yeah. Or uh, firecrackers. Oh, yeah. Joints. Yeah, joints. Oh, <laughs> what were they calling it? Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, or how about five out of five? Uh, what was it? Um, oh, Alakazam. Yeah. Five out of five Alakazams. <laughs> five out of five Alakazams. Okay. So uh, we will give you IMDb. So IMDb gave it a 7.9 out of 10. Huh. Uh, not bad. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it an 87, so that's a 7.2 out of 10. And then 97% of the people want to see it. Okay. Because it hasn't dropped yet. Yeah. And then this one is actually interesting to me. So Metacritic gave it a 69. Really? So I'm actually, I'm actually, it's <laughs> interesting. 69. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's interesting that, uh, a, a movie I really enjoyed, um, you know, I mean, granted, no good ratings and stuff, but I was just surprised. I was like, huh, 69, really? That's interesting. Honestly, I think the reason why it's because it's a horror movie. So, because I feel like horror movies get rated a lot more critically than a lot of other, like, movie genres do. Um, like, horror movies and superhero movies, well, unless they're Marvel, get rated a lot more critically. So, I honestly, that's my thought process, at least. <clears throat> Unless it's like a quiet place where it's like kind of sort of indie-ish or at least like, but you, you know what I mean though, right? Where it's like sort of catering to Hollywood in a way you got distracted. Yeah. I'm reading these reviews, which I think is funny. Oh. Cause I should see like a lot of people are like in the eighties, nineties. And then once you hit like the seventies and then it's like the sixty, then one gave it a 38 and this is like slant magazine and it's like. For the f- for the film's attempt to get back to the sinisterly seeding uh, Michael of the first Halloween, his stealth movements no longer terrify because his fixations are less unthinkly. In st- what the fucking word are you using, buddy? See again, instinctively like- more compulsive mortal. Yeah, so basically it's just pretentious douchebags who want to bag on something to bag on something. And that's fine. No, look, they're entitled to their <laughs> opinions and everything like that, but I just think it's but okay. You're still pretentious. You're, well, you're you're okay. That that's just the first paragraph. No, I will not be reading the uh full review. Thank you very much, Slant magazine. But yeah, I'm looking at that going like to me it's like if you're a horror fan 
and you've seen Halloween movies and you know you've seen bad Halloween movies. We've all yeah. seen the bad Halloween movies. We've all seen, you know, you've seen the first one and you're like, amazing. You see the second one you're like, not as good as the first one. You see the third one going, what the fuck is this? There's no Michael Myers whatsoever. Uh, Why um, does everyone sound like what's his name from Parks and Rec? Oh, no. <laughs> I saw Michael Myers and I was like, oh, I got caught with my boo. Um, Treat yourself. Tom. <laughs> yeah, thank you. What? No, don't stab me. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Anyways. You're just staring at me now, Tom. That's who could probably play Mike Myers. <laughs> just No, I have like Ron Swanson dress up as Michael Myers. So like, that way I don't have to talk. <laughs> See, I dressed up like Michael Myers, so I wouldn't have to talk to anybody at a party. The only problem was is I was dressed up like Michael Myers, so everyone wanted to ask me. I didn't know you were a fan of the Halloween movies. I'm not. I'm just like William Shatner's face. <laughs> Perfect. Um, Anyways, uh, so going back to... So, yeah, so, um, Anna, what are you going to give Halloween? Um, Honestly, or dishonestly, whichever one you want, um, I'm probably going to go with... Four and a half out of five Alakazams. 4.5. Very nice. Because I really enjoyed it. Oh, the thing that I found annoying was the podcasters, honestly. No, that's why I'm glad they got what they deserved. Yeah, that's true. It was fun. That's what I'm saying. Like, it's it fired on all cylinders. It was yeah. just a fun movie. Now, um, for me, I think this is going to be maybe a first. Uh, I'm giving it five out of five Alakazams. I think the only other movie you gave five out of five to was Ghostbusters. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I meant not the first that. I meant the first that I am higher than you because oh. usually I'm always lower than you. The majority of the time, yes. So, um, yeah, no, I love this movie. This movie was fantastic. This is, and believe me, I saw a lot of great movies this year. Um, uh, this to me feels like an awesome horror movie. Uh, this is the perfect movie for Halloween season. Um, it's actually really nice to. Um, it was it was just fun. I I had a real good time with it. I was just like, this is a movie like I'm I'm recommending to people actually. Like I, I this is not like I know people don't like horror movies and stuff like that, but even me, I'm just like it is just fucking. It's just it's shot fun. well. It's yeah. fun. It's it's just well. I mean, it's got this amazing like combination of horror and comedy, and it's just like it's fun. It's funny. It's scary. It's got suspense. It's got. Like the jump scares, but the jump scares in this movie did not piss me off, honestly. Like, and I do not like jump scares, as you probably know from listening to previous podcasts. But the jump scares in this movie, yeah, they freaked me out, but it wasn't like a pissed off kind of way. It was just kind of like a, it went with the movie, so therefore it wasn't gratuitous. Yeah, so I mean, it's 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 a fun movie. So if you're a fan of the Halloween franchise, I'm pretty sure you've already probably checked it out. If you are actually very curious about this. Um, everyone was asking, do you need to see all the other movies? And I actually told them, "Is like, if you've seen the first one, boom, it's a direct sequel to the first one. Yeah, somebody um, but, at work was asking me about it. I told her to watch the first one and then watch this one. But if you, you don't really care about that kind of stuff, you can dive into this one. The only thing I would say, if you want to actually enjoy the entire goodness badness of the entire franchise it would be fun too because then you go when you go see the new one you can see all these different easter eggs and just all and this you can like appreciate it yeah yeah and really appreciate that kind of stuff but if you're curious about this movie and you're like where do i start watch the original one 
Um, not that long of a movie. Um, good. It's fun. And then watch this one. It's literally like almost a direct sequel pretty much to it. I mean, it is a direct sequel to it, but it's like, holy crap. That's what I'm saying. Like they did this 40 years later and it fired on all cylinders. Like I said, it it was a fun movie and liked mm-hmm. everything about it. And, uh, honestly, if we don't get another one, I'm fine with that. Uh, I'm pretty sure this is going to make its money and we will be probably seeing another one. Not sure if it's going to be direct sequel of all that kind of stuff, but you know, what would be interesting though. So instead of doing like, maybe do another sequel, but instead of doing Michael Myers again, do Laurie Strode. No, I think it's going to be the granddaughter. Well, no, I was saying like Laurie Strode has so many psychological issues that she becomes a serial killer herself. Um, maybe, but I'm going with the, uh, daughter, the, the daughter, the granddaughter goes nuts. Yeah. You didn't notice that at the end of the movie, she was just put through this whole traumatizing thing. Okay. This girl has been sheltered her entire life. She wasn't like, um, how, uh, Lori raised her daughter. That's true. So she had the freedom. That was the daughter. Yeah. Karen, she had the freedom. She, the, the daughter had the freedom and all this kind of stuff. And then she gets put through this fucking night of hell on earth in her world. Everything she knows and everything that she thought she knew is out the fucking window. And then it ends with them driving and she's holding onto the knife. So I wouldn't be surprised if she's the one at that age, maybe stabs a bunch of people. Then it's her goes to prison and then so on and so forth. They wanted to go down that route, but that's what I took away from the spoilers ending. Oh, uh, that, Fucking blew my mind for a second because I just realized that you could actually make that work because yes, she's holding on to the knife, and then the moment in the SUV, like whenever she sees the mask and she screams, so then now she's associating it as I'm either predator or I'm prey. Yeah. If I'm a predator, then how can I intimidate people? She picks up the mask and she takes it from there. Yeah, it could go a bunch of different routes to decide to do it. But like I said, if they decide not to do another one and they want to leave it at this, I'm like completely fine with that. I'm like, this is just fun. Yes. But uh, yeah, so I think that's going to wrap up this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. I want to thank you guys for listening and tuning in and whatnot. So um, like we said, we might have a show next week. We might not. Um, if we don't have a show next week, uh, then when we probably come back, we'll probably have like a big... Actually, yeah, it could be a longer episode because we'll probably talk about uh, The Haunting of Hill House. And then yes. you can talk about your um, October adventure in the uh, fun theme park. So, Woo. but yeah, so I think that's going to end this episode of Not Another Bee Horrorcast. Uh, I am Steve-O. And I'm um, uh, the dude who, Patrick Wilson, there we go. <laughs> that's who I am. And until next time. Carpe Noctum. This has been another fine production of the 4i Radio Network. For more great shows, check out www.4iradio.com.